So moving on, <laughs> Kay has been replaced. Um, we are recording. As you know, if you listen, I'm always recording. The moment you step into my house, there could be a recording at any given moment. So this is <laughs> the new host of So Good We Named It, Jessica. Um, we're not sure what happened to Kay. She had a good run. I think 66 episodes. Well, she missed two. So 64 episodes is nothing to sneeze at. And we wish her all the best. And you're welcome to come back anytime. Jessica, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. I'm excited. Um, for those that uh, don't know, we do often mention how people ask to be on the show and then they don't have anything to say. And it makes me wonder, well, why did you want to be on the show? And that's why I told Jessica, because Jessica's like, oh, I want to be on. I'm going to talk. I'm like, yeah, right. That's what everybody says. But are you going to do us like so many before you and just stare into the camera and make us feel awkward? Yes. Okay, wonderful. Great. You know, it's nothing if not consistent. We've got to keep <laughs> keep it where, you know, things are. But uh, you purchased some stuff. What did you get? You got like a candle. I got your else. candle, yes. Which one did you get? Uh, Stan. Ah, Saint Stan. One yes. of my favorites. Well, I have a whole shelf full of them left. If anybody else would like to order some, you see how satisfied Jessica is. She has it right next to her. She's kissing it. So, you know, it's that's... Actually, it's right there. See? See? Because it's so beloved. You can give me those TV guides, though, if you don't need them. <laughs> If they're taking up space. Um, I did bid on some stuff the other day. Someone sent me a link. I'm like, why would you send me this? So I can have no M-O-N-E-Y. And every bid that I put, it instantly was like, you've been outbid. <laughs> then I would do another. You've been outbid. So clearly it's not meant for me to own these items. So I'm just going to leave it alone. But they had Blanche's um, Rusty Anchor Dress. They oh. had um, the Sunny and Cher outfits. I didn't even bother. Those were up to 10000 dollars um and then they had some tickets that they i guess used to hand out for the studio audience and they had golden girls it was like a set full house fresh prince empty nest it was a couple of them so i was like oh that's cute outbid so they had an outfit that allegedly was blanche's that i do not recall it was like a green jacket with the um green skirt and a gold shirt and I don't remember that. I was thinking maybe Golden Palace, but it said Golden Girls, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember that one either. I was just about to say, is it Golden Palace? Hello, this is Barry coming to you from the future. I did discover that that outfit was indeed from the Golden Palace, just as I suspected. It is from the episode Marriage on the Rocks, which aired in 1992. And yes, the future's wonderful. There's no war, no disease, and President Scher is going to go for her second term any day now. Back to the show. I'll have to look again. Only thing I could think of was similar is when they had Marla and Jackie and she had on like the green pantsuit. But anybody listening, if you can identify that. Okay, nice of you to join us. I was just saying, I can't wait till Kay gets on here. I was, I've been here listening for a while. I was waiting for you to say some wild shit in my absence. I was. <laughs> I could see you, but it said connecting audio, so I knew you had to pull your antenna up. I wanted to give you a minute mm -hmm. to make sure you could hear me. But I was just saying, yeah. nobody better never say nothing bad about Kay, because that's when I go off. And mm -hmm. Jessica was so thirsty to replace you, and I said, how dare you? I would never mm. replace Kay. 
So sorry, oh, Jessica. Yeah. Kay is here to stay, unfortunately, mm. for, for your career aspirations. <laughs> um, but hey. you're, you're not on camera today. You exclusive. I will be on camera shortly. Thank you. I want to see what's going on. Let me see. My business. It's our business. We have no secrets. See what I got to deal with? Anywho, <clears throat> hello and welcome to So Good We Named It, the first Golden Girls and Golden Palace podcast and the first Golden Girls or Golden Palace podcast with Black Coast. We were going to have to change that a minute ago, but you might have seen us at Golden Con 2022, Golden Con 2023, The Judgment at This Show, Yahoo, USA Today, The Associated Press, Need I Continue, and soon to be The Golden Girls Kitchen in Chicago. And that is going to be on June 21st and July 19th from 6.30 to 8.30. I don't know. What is it? Bucket Listers? It's a specific yes, URL. Yes, Bucket Listers. For this one. I guess just go to Bucket Listers and search it because I know it's like bucketlisters.com slash Chicago, etc. Just go to Bucket mm-hmm. Listers and search. Um, and you can see us. It's like $40. And you can be right here, like this close to my face. And In the mix, as right, you say. In the mix. So come on down. Come and see us. Um, but Jessica was at Golden Con and we met, you gave me some beer, even though I'm allergic to gluten. Nice try, Jessica. But... I don't drink beer, <laughs> but I have it too, because it says Golden Girls. It so. does. And it's on my little shrine. I had to condense it because it was like four different pieces of furniture and I felt like the walls were closing in. So I <laughs> put it in on three. I think Is that's it actual enough. beer. It is. It's from Sun King Brewery in Indianapolis. Shout out to Sun King, the official sponsors of So Good We Named It. (laughs) Uh, Put in promo code So Good We Named It for 0% off. Uh, But Jessica picked the episode that we're going to do from Kay's favorite show, The Golden Palace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) This is, I think, episode 21. I think it's just called Tad. Isn't it just called Tad? Mm -hmm. Okay, not very creative. But... um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you want to tell us why you chose this and everyone that doesn't know. Uh, spoiler alert, Blanche has a secret brother with special needs that she's been visiting for years. But what made you want to pick this one? I actually recently saw that. It took me a long time to finish Golden Palace. Um, and I work in disability services. So it was very interesting to me to see how people with disabilities were viewed, I mean, this is what, 30 years ago, compared to today. Um, And so the topic just really grabbed me. And I actually, I recommended it to a couple of coworkers who watched it this week too. Oh, so Mm -hmm. hopefully they're listening to the show since they just watched. I've told them to. Um, But I'll I'll start at the top. Um, Someday soon, I'm gonna die. Uh, lovely, uh, okay, line. very, very, you know, <laughs> get Sophia. right to the point there. Not someday soon. She looks so sad, like she really meant that shit too. And then they're like, oh, so but where's the whole the episode? Cheese? She was acting weird. She was, and people always say that. Oh, you can tell Estelle was losing it on Golden Palace. I don't necessarily see that, but I suppose maybe the portrayal of Sophia, like this episode specifically, maybe they got that. But she went on to Empty Nest for two more years, so I can't imagine she was, you know, having issues like that. But maybe Sophia was just being played a little differently, and that's where they I got it. I thought the same thing, because she said she was 87, right? Right. And mm-hmm. so I'm sitting here doing, you know, math, and... <laughs> And I'm like, well, this only went on for one year, and then she did Empty Nest, and I'm like, that would make her her character almost 90 years old. 
Right. So I mm. didn't see her losing it in this episode. I mean, she is not know, losing it, but she was acting a little weird. Well, people, you know, I hear that a lot, though. You can tell Estelle was struggling. Like, could you really? I don't, I don't see that. Um, but I put that in my notes as well. This is the first update on her age we've had in a while. Because in the first season, she's 80 years old. So this is about right. She could be 87, 88. I'm glad they aged her up because she was 85 forever. For the longest, right? Um, <laughs> so that is interesting to think she would have been over 90 on Empty Nest. And they never mm -hmm. mentioned that at all. But um, they didn't seem to care. They totally dismissed it and moved right along. And I've seen interviews okay. where they say Estelle Getty didn't like to do stories or jokes about death because she was had a, a real phobia of it so it's odd that they would be so blatant about it uh let's right. see um so well and speaking of age um rose says i think blanche is in her early 60s and tad looks all confused and goes she is i put that in my notes too <laughs> it's that's, one of the first confirmations yeah that was awesome in my notes. it's like the <laughs> early uh not the earliest the oldest that blanche has ever she's said ever to been be. quoted Yes. So we have all the way from uh, comma 39. Actually, she was 35 for the Citrus Festival. So 35-year-old Blanche Devereaux up to uh, early 60s. So we have about a 30-year gap of what Blanche's true age would be. Or 68 and dead. True. Uh, why did she keep forgetting <laughs> that part? And... And then, so she's going to Chattanooga all these years, and nobody knew she was seeing, like, that just never came up. Dorothy just let that go. That's so right. odd that they, you know, made the point to say this well, every month. This is the month. first time they mentioned it. I don't like that. They didn't right. mention it in the Golden Girls series at all. Like, uh, once a month? That's, that's right. kind of frequent. a lot that you would think that would be brought up at some point of, oh, where are you going? Like, mm -hmm. I can't imagine living with someone for eight years. They're going somewhere every month, and I have no idea where or who they're going to see. And this is before cell phones or whatever. Anything could happen. Mm -hmm. Isn't there a quote from Golden Girls, and I might have the wrong city, where Dorothy says, Blanche, are you still allowed in Chattanooga, or am I thinking of the wrong city? I know there's a, a reference either either it's what you said or it's where there was a an egg dish named after her and she's yes. like over easy. Over easy. It's one of those, if not both. So clearly they're going to Chattanooga. And that's why is he in Chattanooga of all places? So not only does Tennessee. his family ignore him, but they ship him away to another state to where he's just isolated. That's pretty fucked up. That um, was actually really common in with individuals with disabilities because like blanche says in the episode she's ashamed of him and that was very common decades ago and it was just this person has a disability we put him in an institution and thankfully that has not what happens anymore yeah and even a lot of times there weren't actual disabilities it would be the littlest thing and you're locked up for life sometimes right. for being gay or thinking um you know having different different things now that we just have therapy or medication for or whatever. It's just like, mm -hmm. oh, you're put away. Even somebody saying that they're trans, you know, all types of stuff. They would just lock you up for everything. Uh, like those twins that did not speak to anybody but each other. They were uh, mm -hmm. um, black women. There's a whole movie about it and probably some documentaries. They institutionalized them. And then when one of them died, the other one, you know, had a pretty, you know, normalish life and just wasn't even in the institution anymore. But in designing women, it's interesting um, that I think it was the episode where Bernice was going to be institutionalized 
uh, because her her um, her niece was concerned out of all the wacky stories. And for those who don't know, Bernice is kind of like a mixture of Sophia and Rose. She's played by Alice Ghostly, who plays Stan's mom in the Mother's Day episode. Are you in the car, Kay? You in my business? What? What you? Where you going? Where you going right you, now? You in my business. You, you, you were need saying to be mobile. <laughs> um, Bernice from Design. I'm about women. to get on the train. You're gonna hear doors closing. <laughs> um, inbound train towards the loop. Um, mm. Yeah, Bernice just had a lot of wacky stories and stuff. And her niece was like, "I don't understand what's going on. We need to put her away. We need to have a competency." Um, hearing or whatever to which julius says in the south we revere our crazy people blah 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 which crazy you know problematic but she's from atlanta she's around what you know blanche's age would have been and it's interesting that that was their take of oh we're proud of people like that and then blanche's family it's no we're locking you up but they probably i don't know like the sugar bakers were esteemed but i don't think as esteemed as the hollingworth hollingworths they didn't have a plantation or anything so Maybe their their status made them more paranoid about it. And he was the last kid, I assume, um, because of Virginia. Well, Virginia's younger and Charmaine is older, which I always thought Charmaine looked younger and that Virginia looked older, but okay. And Clayton is older than Blanche. So it is very possible that Tad was the last one. They were just like, eh, whatever, you know, we're going to ship him off somewhere and it's just, I would think that Clayton of all people would be like, I'm going to go get my baby brother. But I guess nobody gave a damn, um, which is pretty fucked up. Right. Um, <laughs> Doesn't Blanche say in Golden Palace or Golden Girls, um, none of my relatives ever saw a psychiatrist, except, of course, when they were institutionalized. Hmm. <laughs> foreshadowing. There we go. Maybe that was the, uh, the foreshadowing. <laughs> I mean, Golden palace does you know undo a lot from the golden girls and you know like with stan and with miles and with this it's like i don't know so much stuff just seems unnecessary like i'm glad they had the storyline but the fact that it's her brother like if it was her cousin or something that maybe they grew up like siblings i could maybe see her not mentioning it a bit but her brother damn like what else don't we know about you and then they use the r word a lot problematic yes. Um, yes. But it was a different time, I suppose. It was so cringy listening to her say that. I was like, ooh, that's so cringy. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it sounded I hated a, it. a little better because she put mentally in front of it. So it wasn't didn't come off like she was trying to use it as a slur, but it's still inappropriate. Um, very much so. But I'm sure at the time this was very progressive. I can't think of any other sitcoms of that era. The closest thing I could think of is cousin jerry on the facts of life who had cerebral palsy and that was seen was as such a big thing and i feel like i've mentioned her on the show i don't know maybe she needs to come on here but i i really loved her because i used to love the facts of life a lot around the time i got into golden girls i kind of shifted um but i my myspace name <laughs> is no underscore a underscore lemon because Cousin Jerry, when they say, oh, my God, you drive a car? She says, no, a lemon. And I just thought that was so hilarious that I had to dedicate my MySpace to it, which I can't even get into now. I don't remember the password, <laughs> but that was the closest thing. And even that was seen as a big deal. But as far as like um, someone that's and what is the what is the proper term right now? Um, I don't want to be scum, Jessica. For 
for his disability or for, for people with mental me, disabilities right? in general because i know the um, language the changes term that we use is intellectual disability okay intellectual because it it you know language changes and one thing is acceptable one day and then you know a little bit later something else and you gotta stay up to date so intellectually disabled okay um so special needs isn't what we say anymore either I, I have a lot of people that say that, like, I have a special needs child. I think that's still accept acceptable. Okay. I don't want to get dragged. Um, right. Mm -hmm. Or if you were talking about someone with autism, you would want to say this person has autism. You wouldn't want to yeah. say this person is autistic. Mm. So there's a difference in, in some verbiage depending yeah. on, you know, who you're talking to. and, and Really? Why is that? I... <sighs> I'm not going to explain it very well, <laughs> but, um, but to say they have autism is just, it, in my opinion, it's something that they have. It's one part of them to say they are autistic is to say that's all, that's all they are. Okay. I understand that. Like that when people say transgenders or blacks, you yes. know, it's like, I'm a black person. I'm not a black. So I think that's kind of the same thing. What type of facility is he in where he could escape to Miami and nobody noticed? Like, where is the security? What's going on over there? They need to be uh, checked out by the state because I just find <laughs> that to be very problematic. And, I mean, I was impressed that he got all the way there because they made it seem like he's never gone anywhere ever. And he got to the exact hotel. I don't recall... If they referenced, I thought that they did, but when I watched it again for this, I don't remember them referencing how he found the hotel. Maybe he just says a big yellow car. Right. I don't know that he actually said That's why well. he's just walking in looking really lost. And he's like, is this Miami? But how so, did he yeah. get there to the Golden Palace? Did she did she mention it to him? Like, oh, I was she telling him. She had to have had mentioned the name of the hotel. Yeah. I feel like there was a line where I remember hearing her say, oh, you know, I, I was telling him about the hotel and he must have wanted to come see it or something like that. Mm. But And he said she always mailed, what was it, birthday and Christmas Oh, yeah, gift? I guess he would have the return so maybe, address. Which also, I was like, why isn't she going to see him? for his birthday or for Christmas. What are you just mailing him gifts? I, right. I don't know. I thought that was pretty impersonal. And they were uh, rushing home on in season two to be with their families. I guess he didn't get to go. I don't know. Do he have to stay in Chattanooga? Or did they bring him in under the cloak of night? Don't let anybody see it's Tad. Like someone had to know he existed. Didn't Mammy Watkins take care of him? Or was he gone by then? Because she was, what, eight years old when... Um, Mammy Watkins abandoned them, but that's that family has a lot and of secrets. And they have just excluded him from the family because of his disability. That's fucked. Yes, up. they viewed him as shameful. Yeah, so they probably you know just didn't acknowledge him. A lot of people feel like as long as I'm putting you somewhere where someone's taking care of you, that that's good enough, and I'm a I'm a good person because I didn't just throw you out on the streets, but. You know, failure to thrive is a thing. That experiment, which is a horrible experiment, where they, like, killed all those babies because they weren't, like, uh, cuddling them and holding them. They were just changing them and feeding them or whatever to see if it would affect them to not have that, you know, physical and the love or whatever. I'm it pretty does. sure I'm not making this up. I feel like this really No, happened. it does. No, it's okay. true. I'm like, is mm -hmm. this a thing? What, what was going on? They didn't kill just... them, but they, like, didn't correct the behavior afterwards either. So they did not die. Some of them did die, but the purpose wasn't to kill them. It was to see how far you can go. But without... how many babies had to die before they were like, okay, that's enough. And where were they getting them from? 
So many questions. <laughs> like that dog they sent up in the space. He could still what be dog? floating around. They do that all the time. Monkeys, probably chickens, cats. They just shoot him up in the space to see what happens. And then, mm. terrible. Rose worried about the, the greyhound. Is this what my tax dollars pay for? <laughs> I don't think they do that now. But, mm. you know, she's worried about greyhounds being raced or whatever. What about being shot in the space? Like, you're not getting no walk out in space. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's where Count Bessie disappeared too. Maybe so, mm, but that is terrible. NASA or whoever was doing that do better. Can you hear me opening my sandwich? Is it is it unprofessional if I eat on camera? I'll just turn my camera off. No right back. Excuse me. Hold on one second. Oh. What kind of sandwich? <laughs> what you got there? So I went to Dairy Queen. We're not sponsored, but we can. Y'all can't sponsor us. And I got mm. a bacon cheeseburger deluxe. Where is there a Dairy Queen by you? It looks delicious. Don't do that. Um, I'm just trying to figure out how far you went for this because I can't think of any Dairy Queens over there. Not super far, but it's um, in East Indiana by the Horseshoe Casino. You that know is that. far for Dairy Queen. It's not far. It's around the corner from my house. I have to go to the, since you all in my business, <laughs> I have to go to the UPS store first to drop off some stuff there. And then we went to the Walmart and then we went to Dairy Queen. Wow. Yeah. Okay, anywho, back to my notes because I have notes <laughs> on my phone. Barry likes to drag me and say that I would I don't never drag you. We were just doing our little commercial. Hot Eats sure. Cool Treats. We treat you right. Dairy Queen, sponsored by So Good We Named It. Go ahead. Sure, Jan. Um, so <laughs> I put in my notes that he seemed like a good match for Rose. I thought they could be like a, a cute little match. couple on some on some, you know. He can't consent. That is inappropriate. I mean, not necessarily it doesn't have to be <laughs> sexual, but I just thought, you know, they would be like Nice companions. It doesn't have to be oh, sexual. Okay. Well, I did put Rose has someone on her level in my notes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did think that. Yeah, I do. What, what I thought was so sweet was Rose seemed more progressive than Blanche, which, mm-hmm. of course, Betty White, always ahead of her time. And I used to be a job coach, so I helped people with disabilities to find and maintain employment in the community. So a lot of that was like task demonstration. So as soon as she said... Um, like you could help me fold napkins, and she immediately was like, "Here's how you do it," and she demonstrated. Yes. That, that was, was like, really oh, cute. I love that. They had a really that. nice dynamic together. I wish yeah. we could have seen him again. Um, I like that. The look on Rose's face when Blanche says, "Yes, I'm ashamed," like just the look of disgust. I think she was walking mm-hmm. into the kitchen. <laughs> oh, I felt that. And hopefully, you can't hear this garbage truck that's like in the room with me. And they're beating the dumpster with hammers, I guess. I don't know what they're doing out there. But uh, Blanche paid for the cab with petty cash. Why is that the hotel's responsibility? Wasn't she embezzling already in a different episode? And now she's back to it. And that's a lot of money. I was trying to see how much it would cost today. And I could not. There was no, like, uh, uh, cab calculators. Like, nothing was working. I was Googling. I was just so curious how much that would cost, and I couldn't find anything. But it's... You should have, um, you should have Ubered it, tried to see if you could do it on Uber. I was trying to. Then they wanted me to sign in. I don't use that. I got a car. Looked it up, and it's 12 hours and 43 minutes from Chattanooga Damn, to Miami. Damn, that's only $700. That was a good-ass um, trip. I, was, I guess maybe my geography is off, because I was thinking that it was much closer, but I forget Miami is further down in Florida. Because I'm like, yeah. oh, 
Uh, Tennessee is right next to Georgia. Georgia's right next to Florida. But damn, that's a long ass ride. Like, did the mm-hmm. driver not need to sleep? <laughs> I wonder that. What, what cab driver's company is just going to be like, yeah, sure, take that fare to Miami. No big deal. Now, Hell yeah, for $700. That was probably a lot of money. He back probably then. was like, yeah, pay me under the table or something. I mean, do they have <laughs> any limits where they're like, you can't go this far? I don't know. So nope. Do we have any cabbies listening? Anybody want to um, let us know? My uncle was a cab driver, and back when cab driving mm. was cool, and he didn't have any limits. It's whatever they wanted to do. Oh. If they were like an independent cab driver. If you work for a company, you have to get it cleared first. We were coming back from Detroit once, and the train broke down, so we took a cab home. So that would have been probably like five hours. So I don't know if he just turned around and went back home. But that seemed, you know, a lot. So 12 hours. Okay, Tad. Kind of like the uh, 6 $7 tip revisited here. They took a lot of cabs on the show. But I guess, you know, maybe that was a thing that you did a lot. Because people take a lot of Ubers and Lyfts now. So maybe that was so common where cabs are coming to your house and all of that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine taking a cab from the airport to my house. That just seems so old-fashioned. Um, let's see. It was like Uber before Uber. I mean, I do remember calling cabs. <laughs> at a one point when I was having issues with my car when I used to work at Target, I was calling the cabs for a while. And they would take like 30 minutes to show up and mm-hmm. it would stink and be dirty. I'm like, this is why people like ride sharing. But that makes me feel so old that I was calling cabs. I've been there, yeah. I used to punch in with the actual punch card at one of my jobs. I was thinking about the You're other old day. Hill. You're know. old as hell. I felt like Laverne and Shirley. Uh, <laughs> I've never had to use an actual punch card at work. That was at Tuesday morning, which is now going out of business. So that's what y'all get. It mm. took me a few years to get my vengeance, but ha. <laughs> so Muppet Babies, that used to be my show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked it too. I always wanted to see what Nanny looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny. She says she watches this with her grandkids. What grandkids are you watching this with, Rose? What Charlie. Grand- Charlie is in college. Damn, I don't know them. Well, so Charlie was like 10 years old or something in the first season. And when her granddaughter Charlene comes and she's in college, I just assume that that's Charlie because she's the right age. Charlie, Charlene, Jewish, jeweler. You think there's a connection? So I always Mm -hmm. assume that was her. But when Rose is in the hospital, when she is Kim Fung Toy and she passes the fuck out, uh, Kirsten's like, oh, the girls are too young to come to the hospital. Are they? Like, who are these girls that are too young to come to the hospital? Unless Kirsten had two kids. Well, she must have three because this was season seven. So Charlie would have been a teenager at this point. But maybe she's like Janet and she likes to space her kids out like 10 years apart. So perhaps. Mm. But um, we don't know of any other grandchildren other than Charlie slash Charlene. And there's Adam and Ganilla. And then there's another Charlie Jr., which I'm like, okay, how many Charlies are there in the family? But um, we never hear about any of them having kids. I suppose they could have a little kid. If Janet could have little kids, perhaps I'll allow it. But it's just so odd how they'll reference random grandkids and we never know their names or who they are. It's just, oh, yeah, just assume somebody has grandkids. Because the way shows are now, you would know the whole family tree and who belongs to who. But they don't really do that now. It's like, oh, here's my foreign exchange cousin or whatever, mm. which they used to do a lot. Um, but that was cute that they connect. I'm surprised she even said she watches it with her grandkids. I thought she was going to just be like, yeah, I watch it every day by myself. Right. 
She's mm-hmm. uh, playing with gummy bears and shit. Um, mm-hmm. What here? Uh, so the nerve. I was, they were so tickled at the uh, slow talking when Blanche was like, slow down, Rose. <laughs> okay, Blanche. Yeah, Blanche didn't think that shit was cute. cheesecake? That was funny. They was tickled at that shit. She was not amused. When they're all in there <laughs> together, who's at the front desk? Who's running this joint? Is they just mm. hanging out? No wonder they don't have any business. People come in, there's nobody at the fucking desk. But <laughs> the nerve of Blanche to try to turn this around on Rose. Ooh, yeah, yes. Blanche did way too much. Rose was handling handling it very well. Although I do understand Blanche's concern because she wanted to talk to her brother. However, they already started the conversation. So Blanche came in doing too much and she should have just let Rose finish talking to Tad and then, you know, have your outs with Rose afterward because he had a whole meltdown and I didn't like that. I do like how Roland handled it though. Like he just kind of came in, redirected and he's like, hey, let's go do this. And Mm -hmm. oh, but that broke my heart. I like that too. I was like, you go in there with your sexy self. Go ahead and get Tad and bring him in there with you. Mm, You can come get me anytime. But uh, you (laughs) know, He was looking real cute on Golden Palace, okay? He's a little out of my... Right. He's out of my age range now, perhaps. But, you know, I had a little time for Roland. And so does H. Allen. We have excellent taste. But, um... (laughs) Don't don't you do that, Don. You can come on anytime. She won't be here when you come. But even before it got to that point when Blanche initially said something and she was like, you stay away from my brother... What the fuck? Because he has a little crush. It's not like she was seducing him. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. she tried to make Rose out to be some type of sexual predator against the intellectually disabled. And I didn't appreciate that. Blanche kind of, I mean, she, as far as we know, she wasn't like his legal guardian or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I felt like she was being very parental. I mean, like buttoning up his pajamas and taking off his slippers. And a big focus in what I do is you don't want to do for, you want to do with. Mm-hmm. So when I see her like buttoning up his pajamas, okay, why don't you show him how to button his pajamas? And then he sticks his feet out for her to take his slippers mm-hmm. off. And I'm like, what are you doing that for? Right. And I don't know. It bugs me. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> a lot of people do that. They make it seem like, oh, well, you have this thing wrong with you, so you can't do anything. And it's like, he, I gathered from what we saw that he could do a lot. Hell, he got there on the bus by or in a taxi by himself. I think he can button right. his shirt up. He was folding the napkins because Rose showed him how to do it. And Mm -hmm. Blanche could have done that. So maybe she was jealous that Rose had this connection and was caring for him in a way that she never did and treating him like a person. And she couldn't take that and she got triggered. But that's not Rose's fault. I feel like we see a a lot of very ugly sides of Blanche in Golden Palace that we did not see in Golden Girls. Because uh, you know what? I was really happy like, oh, wow, this shows another side of Blanche not being selfish, not wanting all the attention about her. And then as soon as I thought thought that, here she goes acting a fucking fool with mm-hmm. Tad and Rose in the kitchen. So, and I'm just like, damn, classic Blanche. Here we go. This was your first time seeing this episode? Yeah, you know, I don't watch The Golden Palace. Oh, well, I'm glad you could see it with fresh eyes. Because, yes, mm. you do think what Rose thinks. of, Oh, that's so wonderful. Oh, you go see this mm-hmm. guy. And then when she's like, that's not my friend, that's my brother. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Now this took an ugly turn. Um, mm-hmm. And just the way that she reacted, she went from zero to 10. Maybe she has hypersensitivity or something. I don't know. 
But, I don't know. And then when she admitted she was ashamed of her brother, I was like, damn, classic Blanche shit. What are they going to think? Again, here we go. Because Ro And I said in my notes too, good job, Rose, for calling Blanche out exactly for the shit she was doing. Like, mm -hmm. you only care about what other people are going to think or whatever. You don't really care about your brother, which is fucked up. But shout out <laughs> to Rose. I mean, Blanche is nothing if not consistent because it's literally, mm -hmm. like you said, the same thing. I'm embarrassed about what you're doing that is just you being you because of how it's right. going to affect me. So let's see. Becky getting pregnant um, through artificial insemination. Becky wanting to give birth in Miami. Becky gaining weight when she was a model. Clayton being gay. Mm -hmm. Clayton getting married. Big Daddy being a singer. Matthew being a comedian. Like, damn. Everything is all about you and how you feel. And that's why nobody fucks with you, Blanche. Your sisters. Or the one where she hangs the Confederate flag. And yeah. Roland is like, you know, don't you see what this means to me? And she couldn't get past her own uh, viewpoint of, oh, this is a part of my heritage. And she just, she couldn't see it from Roland's side. It was all about Blanche. She is That's what I was saying, too. Something super dramatic has to happen for her to realize she's being a bitch. <laughs> With the Roland situation and then, you know, her and Rose getting into it and stuff like that. Like, why does something so dramatic have to happen for you to realize that you're being a bitch? <laughs> Beyond a bitch. She's be she's mm -hmm. not self-aware, as Kay would say. Mm -mm, at all. Um, and it's hard to rationalize with people that... That aren't self-aware. Because they can't see what they're doing. They feel like everybody else is the problem. And mm -hmm. like, like you said, it should not take something big and drastic every time. Like Dorothy and Lucas getting married. Like everything is about her. And she has to make this huge deal out of it. And mm -hmm. I would have got sick of that shit a long time ago. Okay. You made me buy this rundown hotel, lost my life savings and shit. So because it's about her. Classic narcissism. Classic mm. narcissism. She needed that psychiatrist she saw um when she went into menopause. Cause even that, I mean, I you know, I'm not a woman or a person that can, you know, have periods, but I feel like that was a bit over the top. My life is over. Yeah. Like girl. Yeah, you know <laughs> I don't miss it. Right. <laughs> so awesome. uh, I, I don't miss the things oh shit my life just started I don't have to worry about what and I can't get pregnant let's do this <laughs> as much Agreed. sex as she Agreed. has I thought it would have been perfect like what I'm surprised she didn't get a hysterectomy or something I just you know I don't know why everything has to be blown out of proportion for her maybe that's just part of her personality because she exaggerates a lot so it spills over into other parts of her life but that can be a lot to deal with. Like I, we've mentioned before, like she's the one that in real life I would be the least likely to want to be around because I would have to cuss her ass out quite a bit. Because that'll get really irritated after a while. I mean, like, let like, me tell you something, Blanche. Okay. That's, mm -hmm. that's a shame. And we really didn't see Sophia interact with Tad at all or really mention at him. At all. She was doing her own I wonder own what thing. that would have looked like. Yeah, maybe they were like, there's no way Sophia can talk to him that's not going to be super rude. So let's just not even... Or super problematic. <laughs> I believe that also That's clear. true. Yeah. And I feel like she would have had more to say about the fact that we didn't know anything about him. Mm-hmm. Because she's pretty nosy. That's true. And I know Dorothy definitely would have been going off because uh, she would keep her in check, which is maybe why mm -hmm. she acts a fool in Golden Palace because she doesn't have Dorothy. But yeah. um, Sophia couldn't have said anything to Tad that wouldn't have been problematic. She, you can't joke, so it wouldn't have been. She always has a, a yeah. smart, you know, very witty comment, and I, that wouldn't have been appropriate. I think maybe anything well, she said could have been about in the episode Blanche. with 
Jonathan Newman, remember when she walked in the house and they're all like, <gasps> like, what is she going to say? And she was completely polite. And then <laughs> she walks by and says, I thought I was having another stroke. So I thought <laughs> they actually had, like, there was not. That was tasteful. Expect. Yeah, yes. that was tasteful. But I don't know if they could have pulled that off for Golden Palace. Yeah. They just let whatever fly in Golden Palace. So I think it was better that she didn't interact. Yeah. Right. Well, Mark Sockett was never there. So they were like, hey, we'll do whatever. Um, but like when Marguerite came and she walks in and she's like, oh, what is this? The Miss Black America pageant. And then, you know, she stops kind of coming for her and she they bond. But I think with Tad, maybe she could have been like, oh, so what's with your sister, the slut, you know, whatever. But maybe that would mm-hmm. be inappropriate to say that to Tad. So they just yeah. uh, shoot her away. Um, and that whole storyline with Chewie was kind of weird. Um, yeah, that too. It's like, didn't we already do this with Rose for that um, night of the Dancing Virgins or Festival of the Dancing Virgins? And she had to teach her this recipe. And then she talks about her pizza recipe another time with Mama Celeste. So I'm like, we've never heard of this mm-hmm. recipe ever. And they're like, oh, your special pizza. When has she ever made pizza? But okay. I know she does the lasagna and the spaghetti sauce because I remember on Golden Girls, they will always run over with their little piece of bread to <laughs> eat the Sauce. especially Blanche she's always the main one mm-hmm. and again here but um she says you're a good son I'm like is this because Phil died and she's trying to fill a void Ooh. how sad I'm like geez they're really and who puts wine on pizza I didn't even like, realize that there was so much happening that I didn't even it was a lot didn't register on. and she's like oh the blood of my mother the bones of my father she's like yeah ginger snaps I'm like what the fuck <laughs> what type of cannibal uh. shit is she doing Right? I'm like, she's into witchcraft now? Nice. Okay. Yeah, she stuck her hand in the glass of wine and sprinkled on the top of the pizza. I don't weird I shit like that. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that guy, um, the next door neighbor, which I wish they had showed him and Sophia more because of their dynamic, but he's like, where's the witch? When um, she put the curse on him. And then she mm-hmm. tells Marguerite, you know, I've been known to give throw a few curses myself or whatever. So maybe she does consider. I don't know. That's that's interesting. I don't know how true it is to life that Italians are known for curses. But are they considering it witchcraft? If you're cursing somebody, that would be witchcraft, right? It would. Mm. But I don't know what they consider like a practicing witch. Mm. There are such things. Yeah, I mean, there's witches, but it seems yeah. cultural for her. So I'm like, is that a thing? Italian witches? I don't know. I don't know. Anybody listening? Any Italian witches listening right now? <laughs> feel free to hit us up. Um, and then we have... Uh, Manja Cavallo curse. Right, that, right? that too. She's always <laughs> cursing somebody. Um, we have T.S. Rose, where she says that she was born a man. Uh, problematic as well. When she say that? When they were talking she, about they secrets. were trying to reveal secrets, and she her big secret was that one time she stole candy. So then she tried to make up secrets, um, and so she says, "I was born a man," and everybody just kind of like. Mm-hmm. Takes their but breath. at least she said, "Born" and not "I am a man." Although you're not born a man, you're born a boy, I guess. But it wasn't as problematic as it could have been for 1993. But mm-hmm. that's an interesting thing to say. Uh, but I, I don't think the people were up in arms about that like they would be today. Yeah. Um, right. And then Helen Reddy, I had to look her up. She's an Australian okay. singer. Who is he obsessed with? But I think I know that song. I am woman, hear me roar. I assume oh. that's who that is. So that is pretty funny to think that Roland like, lives for this lady like that. She mm-hmm. just passed away, as did um, Tad. 
um, both of them oh. not that long mm -hmm. ago. And he was played by Ned Beatty. I don't know if there's any relation to Al Beatty and Boca Raton, but mm -hmm. he was nominated for an Oscar and he was friends with Mr. Burt Reynolds in real life. Oh. Little fun facts for you guys out there listening. Nominated um, for an Oscar for what movie? Let's just say Deliverance. I don't okay. remember. <laughs> no, no, no worries. Um, I didn't like how Sophia told that story. Dorothy ate her twin. Right. And then the, the way the scene ended, it was like, was that a was, joke? Uh, like, it was <laughs> very awkward that mm -hmm. and I'm like, I don't know if that is that canon that Dorothy would do that. But I'm like, damn, even I put in my notes, even in absentia, Dorothy's getting dragged. Because <laughs> they would not say that about any other of the girls that they ate a twin in the womb. It's like big. Dorothy is so hungry, she has to eat another baby. Well, uh, and if Dorothy was born on a pinnacle table at McSorley's bar, then where was this doctor? Right. Mm -hmm. Too many, uh, that part. too many plot holes. Um, <laughs> Inconsistency. And then I found it odd that Roland was so curious because there's a whole, there's multiple times throughout the show, Roland's like, I don't want to hear about your personal lives. I don't want to know all that. And he was the main right? one. Oh, so Man, where so were you? Like, Nosy. Where were you on January 6th? Like, super nosy. Like, you haven't known Blanche that long for you to feel to obligated to know all of that. Um, mm. And she's probably going down there with petty cash, so maybe that's something you should be concerned about. <laughs> What's wrong with doing this petty cash? It's not for that. That is not for personal use. Haven't you ever seen um, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? What is it for, then? It's for work-related things. Not necessarily. It's petty cash. Okay. I used to work in the hotel industry <laughs> and we would have petty cash. Like if I had a guest that had a shampoo allergy to like the ones we carried, I would take petty cash or run to the CVS and get them something they could use. And so it was like business expenses, things like that. Blanche that is a business me. expense. Okay. Hell, he's a guest at the Golden Palace and he can't mm. pay for his cab or he's going to jail. So that's a business expense. Money laundering. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Embezzlement, you know. Well, I'll put something on your books, Kay. But... Wow, well, I don't own a hotel, so I'm just, whatever. <laughs> I'm glad you don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> Petty Cash, I need to get my nails done. I need to look good for the guests. But I feel like, I mean, I don't know if they still use Petty Cash now. I don't think that's a thing anywhere. But like on Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, she was using it to like pay bills at her house. And they were like, where's the Petty Cash, Sue Ellen? And that was the whole thing. So I feel like at the very least she could have run it by somebody, but you know, Blanche does what she She's wants. She's the owner. Who does she have to run it by? Her co-owners. Co-owners? Um, oh. Or Roland, the manager. Like I feel like if the Let series had continued, I, I can't imagine Blanche would have been able to keep that hotel afloat for very long. They were always on the verge of bankruptcy and I see why. Poor money management. What's with this little lace doily Blanche had on the whole damn episode? Every mm -hmm. outfit, she had that little doily up under her uh, shirt. I wasn't really a fan. I don't know why she dresses like this on Golden Palace. Maybe this is her professional look to cover up the cleavage or something, but... Style definitely changed. Um, like she has so many of those like suits with the vest built into it with little skirt suits. Some of them were looking very, um, you know, like a tuxedo almost in multiple colors. 
But, you know, mm -hmm. do you, Blanche, if that's how you feel a businesswoman would dress. I it, wonder if those are the suits that her sister took the shoulder pads out of to make that quilt that she talked about at Golden Con. Perhaps, because mm -hmm. I know that she took her clothes from Golden Girls, but I never hear if she took her Golden Palace clothes oh. or not. So Tad is listed as autistic in the Golden Girls wiki, but I'm not sure how they came to that conclusion. I wasn't getting that at all from... No, that's not what I picked up on. I mean, I'm no expert, but... I don't know why they would assume that. What do you think he could potentially have had going on with him? I I don't know. Um, like a mild intellectual disability, possibly. Um, but looking at like standards now, I could see him, you know, living in his own place with some, you know, maybe a roommate staff that comes to check on him, riding the bus to work. Like I could see him like doing more than just being in this institution. Yeah, I can. So, like, I feel like I know people that act like that, that, you know, are doing their own thing um, or have worked with them. So I, he didn't he didn't strike me as uh, being intellectually disabled necessarily, just maybe a little more, you know, um, not as advanced for his age mentally, which I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the same thing, but he didn't seem like he was unintelligent or couldn't comprehend things. Or right. do any functions. He just was a little delayed in his, you know, how he was developed. Which I guess so. If you're fucking institutionalized for sixty years, I would think so. So I'm surprised he was doing as good as he was. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, there's a lot of people who have jobs in their own place. There's a guy at the grocery store by where I grew up that has been. Um, I don't know if he's a cart attendant or a, or a bagger, but he's been there like fifty years, literally. Oh wow! And he his parents left the house and everything and money for him but he's like well i just love to work and you know i go home my brothers check on me or whatever and he does his thing when i worked at target we had a lot of card attendants you know that were in the same thing and some of them you know drove and all the people make it seem like he can't do anything it's like no you mm, may be right. you know delayed in some ways but there's also lots you can do like that show oh, i don't remember what it was called it was on netflix and it was um a group of friends i I think they had different things going on. I don't think they all had Down syndrome, but some did. I think some might have been autistic. And they were just showing them, you know, living their normal life. And some of them lived alone or getting married and all types of stuff. And that's mm -hmm. one of the few examples that I've ever seen where people show that. Because I feel like people all get grouped into one little cluster and mm -hmm. get treated the same and like they can't do anything. And that's part of the problem. Well had that experience like in in my um exposed ex exposure that's what i'm looking for to black culture like it's not even a thing anybody who has a special need or any type of disability is treated just like anybody else to the point where i was like don't you think you should be a little nicer to them they're like wow i'll talk to this person like this <laughs> or this person like this or they get treated the same way so i haven't seen that in my you know personal exposure to anyone who has a disability they get treated the same way the child without the disability gets treated like Absolutely. they don't get you know you gotta if they're capable go wash the dishes because i said go wash the dishes like you know what i mean mm -hmm. it, your brother had to wash the dishes yesterday so you wash the dishes today and it's it it you know, regular. It's not like a big deal or a thing. I actually work with a family who the sister, the older sister is guardian and works with her, her younger sister who has the disability. And she said that growing up, she and her brother would torment the younger sister. I mean, just yeah. sibling rivalry stuff. Mm -hmm. And her mom would come in and be like, 
why are you why are you doing that and she said you told us to treat her like everyone else Mm -hmm. (laughs) right (laughs) to a certain extent (laughs) so yeah Yeah, that was my experience i can think of people like that too i was just like i can think of people that you know might have intellectual disabilities that i knew at church or whatever and again they're just in the mix with everybody else you might talk to them a little differently or you know things like that but You'd be like, oh, hey, how you doing today? And they might say, oh, I was watching cartoons. Oh, okay, what cartoons are you watching? And you just... Mm-hmm. So just it, simpler it, language. Like, I wouldn't try to, you know, be all... Use my educated brain or my degree brain. But just, you know, a regular simple language and have a conversation. It was never a thing. At least how I was raised. Um, some people are going to be different than you. And some people, you know, you'll be able to see that they're different. And some people, you can't see that they're different. But treat everybody the way you want to be treated. That's how I was raised. So, you know, it was never a thing because I see sometimes on like social media, um, kids will see people who you can see have a disability and they'll look or, you know, you just make it awkward kind of not for the person who has disability because I think they couldn't care less, but just for like the bystanders. When I was a kid and somebody was different, they were just different. Like with my kids in school, some kids are different. Some kids have autism. Some kids have other things that makes them different. And they're like, me and so-and-so and such and such were playing today. And they said this and that was funny. Like they don't, it's not a thing. So I just wish as we continue to advance that we don't make it a thing and just treat everybody with respect how they should be treated. Inclusion and representation definitely matters. My my buddy uses a, a service animal and we were at the Shed Aquarium and this kid questioned to his mom, like, hey, how come he can bring his dog in? And his mom's like, shh, like, don't, don't. And my buddy turns around and goes, if you got questions, I'm more than willing to answer them. It's not a problem. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's not something like most people are okay to ask a question. Um, if if say somebody's nonverbal, you might be like, way to communicate with them or um just it's 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 okay to ask questions yeah i hope more people adopt that and not you know make it a thing Mm -hmm. i don't like how i don't like how humans treat other humans period sometimes but i especially don't like how you you know people treat other people that learn differently than them Mm -hmm. or you know see the world differently than them or execute things differently than them I feel like everybody should be treated with respect and kindness on what they can understand. Cause you wouldn't treat, cause you know, a kid, he's like three, right? You're not gonna yell at this kid or bash this kid or make fun of this kid. Cause they dropped something on the floor or made a big mess. So if you know that an adult person, you know, has a disability and they do the same thing, you would never, you know, berate that, or you shouldn't berate or make fun of or laugh at that adult. Cause you wouldn't laugh at a kid. So I don't, you know, but this is just me on my soapbox. I'll mm-hmm. go ahead and get down now. On a very special So Good We Name. You know, because I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like to see people treated unfairly. And it, it, and it by no fault of their own, right? So it, it they didn't wait or, you know, get sent to earth and be like, this is what I want to happen to me. And this is how I want people to treat me terribly. You know what I mean? So, like, I, yeah, I'll get down now. Thanks. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, world-renowned disabilities advocate, Kay Ratliff. But, I mean, it's true. And I think a lot of times it's the adults because the kids don't really think mm-hmm. anything of it. Like, oh, you're in a wheelchair? Oh, okay, cool. So, anyway, I was watching Power Rangers. And it's like, <laughs> it's the adults that are, like, making the big deal out of it that makes the kid think 
it's a big it's something deal. wrong because mm-hmm. um, at least when I know I was of a school, family their their daughter wanted to join 4-H she she has autism and she's nonverbal, and so the first time they went to the meeting she has to wear um hearing uh headphones mm-hmm. and so a lot of the kids are like you know what's that girl wearing those headphones for like what and so the parents actually set up a presentation and there, I forget how many people, I think they said there was like 150 people there and they gave a presentation about autism and what it means and how to interact with their daughter. And from then on, she was included. Good. So they just, they just had questions and it was just answering those questions and mm. not being afraid to speak up. Did and you now say 4-H, inclusion. like Rose and her pig diary 4-H? <laughs> Is that what's going on over there? Don't do yes. it. <laughs> That's what I heard. So I'm like, is this an that. agricultural school or? 4-H is like a club, like Girl Scouts. I thought 4-H, maybe. <laughs> I thought it was only related to farm animals because that's the only time I've ever heard it was oh on Golden God. Girls. It's like the Girl Scouts, kind of. Wow. You learn yeah. something new every day. Mm-hmm. What does mm-hmm. it stand for? I'm looking it up now. I feel like I shouldn't know this because y'all looking at me like I'm nuts. And I really didn't know that that's, wow. I mean, she said 4-H diary. And I'm like, what does that stand for? And she's talking about her pig. Heart, hands, and health. Yep, and health. So that can be literally anything? Wow. It's to promote positive youth development, facilitate learning, and engage youth in the work in their community. Yeah, similar to like Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, whatever, Mm. you know. So good we named it Reach One, Teach One. Well, anybody listening, let me know if you knew what that was, because I clearly was on a whole nother page. I'm like, oh, they got the little girl making, doing stuff with pigs in the school, and okay, wow, Lord, wow. Readers are leaders. <laughs> clearly, I, I, you know, I'm totally. I'm gonna start asking people if they know what it is. You didn't know that the eggs we eat wouldn't have been chickens, so. Which I, I don't didn't think know a either. lot of people knew that. Oh, but they all know what 4-H means. I mean, I don't know specifically, but I know it's very similar to a group such as the Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts. Or or Raising Pigs. So Okay. You can do that too. My son used to show rabbits. See? Mm Mm-hmm. So Jessica, tell me this. Rabbits as big as your head. (laughs) Gonna (laughs) uh, be planting soon. Um, (laughs) Do you know what the Bonvoy stands for in Marriott Bonvoy, Jessica? I do not. Okay, see, why would I have known that? Just voyage, didn't... like you know, a trip. See, I came to that conclusion on my own when we were at Golden Kind, and I thought I've made some big discovery. And Kay and my husband are like, "Of course, it's Bon Voyage. Everybody knows that." Oh, why would I know that? I thought it was just a fun name, Bon Voyage. You know, like Bon Voyage. You know, Bon Voyage is a see? word, and then okay, we're all learning today. <laughs> Learning so many things. Hope you all are taking notes over there while you listen. <laughs> um, and speaking of disabilities and things like that, um, mm-hmm. someone reached out and they were saying how uh, we're their favorite podcast, but they haven't listened to any of the episodes because of something to do with like audio, sensory things. They haven't been able to do it. And I was like, well, what is a way, what is something I can do so that you can enjoy the show? Like transcripts or what? I don't know. And I never even thought about it because, you know, it's not something that happens to me or that I experience, which I say all the time when I talk about, you know, racism on the show or whatever. I'm like, well, if you're white, why would you necessarily think of that? It doesn't have anything to do with you. So I never would have thought, oh, there's people that might want to, 
you know, enjoy the show that maybe can't listen to it. So I don't know if anybody knows anything. I haven't had a chance to Google it, but there must be some type of service that transcribes um, podcasts or some type of app or something. It has to be. Everything else is transcribed now, voicemails and whatnot. So You know what? Because if people are hard of hearing, how the hell are they supposed to listen to our podcast? I just never thought about it. And this person, I don't think they're hard of hearing. They just have something where they can't listen to stuff right now. And I never thought about it. I just never, I don't know. I, I, I never thought about that. I mean, either. Why wouldn't they enjoy a podcast? Like, we're talking right. about something they enjoy. Right. So, if anybody knows any type of way or Make something, sure we're um, I was like, oh, that's a that's a good, you know, they didn't, they didn't bring it up for that. But I was like, damn, I want you to be able to enjoy it. So, somebody let me know if you know something about that. Um, so we can be as inclusive as possible. Um, I don't know if anybody well, uses... You know what you can do? You can take the audio and um, transcribe it and put it on YouTube and then it'll do captions. Maybe so. Maybe I'll look mm -hmm. into that. And then like on Twitter, when you post a picture and it says uh, alt in the corner, that's so people can have it described that might have vision issues they can't see the picture they click on it and whatever system they use it'll describe it so if it's like a picture of me it'll say a, a beautiful black man that's so stunning that everyone loves him or whatever just so they would know what it looked that's like that's what it, it, I'm, it, it really i mean you know that's fairest, what it is the fairest flower in god's garden <laughs> right <laughs> um but right. that's something else i never knew what that was i never clicked on it because i didn't need it so i'm like oh what's this and then i find out that's what it's for so there's so many mm -hmm. things that we don't think of or take for granted. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody knows the app uh, Be My Eyes. And it's, yes, um, I'm a volunteer on that. Every time, I mean, I've, I've caught it a couple of times, but most of the time when it rings, I just so happen to not be near my phone or I don't realize what the notification is because it's so rare that it's it, got a it, weird sound. Right. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell is that? And by the time I realize that I missed it. Because it's way more people on there as volunteers and people that need it, which is great. Mm -hmm. But um, it's for people that don't know, it's an app for people who, you know, might be visually impaired. Um, for, so you can help them do stuff. Like somebody had me uh, going through her mail with her. She's like, what does this say? Who is this from? And I'm like, this is dangerous. How do they know I'm not some nut and I know where you live? But I was able to be like, oh, yeah, you can throw that out. And, you know, I was helping them sort it. And then another person, I think, was looking for something in the refrigerator. Just little stuff like that that we take for granted. And now with this app, yeah. they can call you and say, hey, can you tell me where which one is my red sweater or whatever? So that's yeah. cool. Um, just check that out. Anybody out there um, that might need something or want to volunteer. But anywho, <laughs> back to the episode. Uh, I was saying that Ted is really sweet. He is. Like, yes. Nice, uh, sweet, kind, sweet person. He is good intentioned yeah. and, mm. um, you know, he does. Which is more reason why I don't understand why Blanche was ashamed of him. I mean, maybe because of like when he flipped out on her and maybe that's something he's done before. He was triggered. Uh, he not was to triggered. say it wasn't he justified, was but maybe she, you know, was worried that he would do that. You know, I, I can maybe see it for the hotel, but why she'd be that worried about it when they were living together at her house like, mm -hmm. they all could understand, okay, be careful, you know, don't say this, don't say that. I mean, when Lily came uh, to visit Rose, um, you know, you would think Blanche would be like, oh, well, you know, if her sister can come and burn my kitchen down or whatever, then certainly <laughs> Tad can visit, but apparently not. Never heard of him. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I, I would love to know what the actresses felt about these types of storylines and mm-hmm. if they were just looking at it like, well, at least we're getting, you know, the topic out there and, you know, maybe they weren't as invested. Like when I watch some of the interviews, they don't seem as invested as I guess I would be or feel they should be about the characters and their, you know, psyche or whatever. Maybe they were just having fun playing the part and they weren't deep diving into the, the mental anguish of Blanche Devereaux. Which again, it's probably a more '90s thing, or you know, mm. or, or other you know older shows. Nowadays, that's normal, especially with social media. We see the actors or whatever on Twitter. Oh, my character would do this, and I think they have this going on, and we just break everything down. Back then, it was probably not a thing. It was just like I'm playing the part, moving on. Um, mm. Like I saw an interview where Rue was talking about uh, where Blanche is from, and she was like, "Yeah, she's from Georgia." I think somewhere near Atlanta. I don't think they ever said. And it was mm. while the show was still on. It was a later season. I'm like, it's been talked about a billion times. But maybe, right. you know, we know that because we watched the episode a million times. But is she necessarily going to remember that from 100 something episodes? Maybe not. So mm. um, like even when the way they would talk about the characters, it was always in a more positive way. They never really called them out for being trash sometimes. Uh, so maybe they didn't view it like that, but you know, Blanche was trash. They probably didn't, because like once you you know do a show, unless you go back and watch it, you probably don't remember, unless it stood out to you personally. Like if they're just playing their characters and they go home, they're not trying to you know internalize mm-hmm. the characters they're portraying. Unlike True. these days, people are like internalizing the characters that they play. True. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um do i have any other notes here oh rose the extraterrestrial so she went from being trans that was so random alien it's like they are really leaning into this wacky 90s shit um Mm. which i'm like is this canon does that explain everything that rose is actually an alien and uh that's who the monk had sex with it would make the most sense when she gave him the Valentine, I thought that was so. Sweet. Oh, that was so sweet. That and then when he gave yeah. him Blanche, Rose was so sweet was in this episode. Mm-hmm. When she yeah. could have whooped Blanche's ass, so I'm glad that, uh, <laughs> that she. You was... know what I always wondered is okay. I worked in the hotel industry right out of college, and they always just like sit in the lobby and like read a magazine. And I'm <laughs> thinking, I would never have just oh I'm at work and I'm gonna sit down and read this magazine here on this sofa I just always thought that never especially never as a person I'm not gonna go sit in the lobby unless I'm literally waiting for my uber like I'm why am I down here I mean but I also have social anxiety sometimes so I don't want to don't come sit next to me don't talk to me if I want to be alone so I'll just stay in my room until I'm literally about to get an uber if I'm at a hotel downtown so at the next Golden Con, do not approach Kay. Don't say anything. I mean, to not her. in that way. Like <laughs> if I know I have to, like you know, perform or have an event, then okay, I prepare for that. But if I'm like in my own space, just chilling, don't walk up to me because I don't want to talk. There were a lot of people just hanging out in the lobby, and I was like, don't they have rooms? What are they doing? Right. But maybe for seventy five dollars, just... you can sleep in the lobby and you won't get true, arrested. True, true. Mm. Uh, but maybe we just um, aren't as social because people are at the bar, and I'm like, maybe we just missed a lot. I don't know. Um, I wanted to go to the bar, but nobody wanted to come with me. Um, but my social meter wasn't up enough for me to go along. I've done that before, but it wasn't up there. You could have got here and got some drinks. Mm, uh, no thanks. 
could have gave it was a bunch of, it was a bunch of were they high school kids at the hotel because they weren't college kids i feel I like i think so with their underage drinking Hmm. Should have called yeah, the they probably had like fake IDs. It was just a little too much going on at the bar at Golden Con, so I just went to my room. Yeah, and I was down in the lobby with my Blanche wig and my my looking house crazy. coat, and mm. my makeup was still on one earring, just looking mm. <laughs> looking real nuts. But you know that's what happens. <laughs> there was another convention going on at the same time up on that top floor, and it was like Department of Psychology or something. Yeah. And I was like, what do yeah. you think? Right, no. <laughs> random people. Oh, I wanted to go into like theirs. Their suits on and stuff. Their slacks. I'm like, oh, look at them. They're professional while we walk around and cosplay Golden Girls. <laughs> I wanted Mind to go your business. in there. For you to judge me. And pretend that I was a doctor as well. Um, just mm. grab a random name. Yes, I'm Dr. Cindy Lou Peoples. Hello. Nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, didn't have time. I was doing too much. Um, mm. But yeah, overall... I'm torn because it was a great Rose episode. And I think she is often, yeah. you know, seen as the moral center in like a corny way. But she really does have a lot of heart. And at the end of the day, she never mm -hmm. wants to hurt anybody. And right. as we're Blanche, that seems to be her goal sometimes. Um, and I feel like her. I don't know if she intentionally hurts people. She's just so. But she doesn't care either way. up in herself, right, that she doesn't. She's unable to empathize with other people or. Yeah. Like Rose tries not to hurt anybody. Blanche doesn't care regardless. Mm -hmm. um, but they got into it a lot on Golden Palace. Like there were uh, many episodes where they were really at each other's throats. I'm like, again, is it because Dorothy's not here? Yes, because um, she wasn't there to keep Blanche in check. Mm. Yeah. But like I don't Blanche know. being unreasonable, she wasn't there. <laughs> is that how she says it? Mm -hmm. um, we we do get the return of Get Out of Here, which we first hear in Job Hunting in season one. And we hear it again um, in the Empty Nest episode in season two. And I think there was one other time, because I remember Dorothy saying, Blanche, say, get out of here one more time and we will. But mm -hmm. uh, that's really not seen as one of her catchphrases, but she does kind of do that every now and then. So we she brought it back for this episode. Does she have a catchphrase? Um, Not really. Because Rose is back in St. Olaf. Sophia's is, picture it. Picture it. Dorothy's is, ma. Or Shady Pines, ma. Mm -hmm, shady pines. What does does Blanche have? The one that gets quoted the most is um, "Eat dirt and die trash," yeah. but she only says it one time. Or "Quiet mm -hmm. you trash." Quiet uh, you trash. Both of yeah. those get used a lot. When I just think of the merchandise, and they always have a saying, it's those. Which I'm like, why these of all things? And what would they say if it wasn't for those couple of things? I think of "I'm stunned." I feel like she says that more than once, but but it's different words. Mm -hmm. I think, but she uses that same delivery um mm -hmm. but i don't know this is not a good blanche episode for me it really no no really was not seeing it for her and i don't care if she did come around it took her too fucking long it's like two seconds before That's the credits you know. roll and now mm -hmm. she's like oh we'll just watch cartoons that undoes 60 years of uh neglect and but something so simple as watching cartoons right. like why couldn't you have done that with him at any point in time. Like, what are these visits, visits consisting of? Her talking about fucking all the Miami Dolphins? Why are you telling Tad this? What about what Tad likes, what Tad wants to do? He might want right. to talk about the Muppet Babies and how uh, Scooter and Skeeter, whatever. Where did that little girl come from? He didn't have a sister in anything else in Muppets history, but they gave him a sister for the Muppet Babies. Let's talk about that. 
Mm-hmm. You know, where Maybe did God look at these chickens? Sister when she was a baby, which is why we didn't see her when she was a grown-up muppet. Wow, that's, that's a dark turn. Maybe they had her do that that whole test, and she she didn't make it through. I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> happened to her, but or it's the one that Dorothy ate in the womb, right? I mean, like <laughs> all these lost siblings. Uh, where was uh, what's her name? Is it Janice from from Electric Mayhem? The only other female Muppet besides Miss Piggy, the one with the giant oh. eyelashes, and she's like, "Oh, hey man, we're having a good time, man." <laughs> was uh, she always high? Was she high? I think so. Yeah. Um, and it's implied, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about her? Why wasn't she there? And why are there only two female Muppets in canon? We need answers from the Jim Henson estate. You can contact just like us. the Smurfs. There was only Smurfette. Mm-hmm. What was really going on over there? <laughs> Weird Was shit. she being trafficked? Like, what is going some on? Weird shit. That's a little too smurfy for me. That's some smurf and mm-hmm. smurf smurf over there. Special mm-hmm. smurf is a unit. But, uh, yeah, I don't know how we got mm-hmm. here. If anybody listening right. can can draw a diagram to explain how we got <laughs> to this point, I would love to know. Um, but, yeah. Not this is. I, I feel like I sound like I'm hating on Blanche with the last few episodes. That is not my intent. I love Blanche, clearly, I dressed up as Blanche, but she is very problematic, and yeah. it bothers me sometimes. She's not the best person. She's I'm not, not. going to say she's not a good person, because she has her moments. Like, when she was um, trying to redirect Lucy's, you know, whole energy that <laughs> she was having. Um, do as so I say, not moments. as I do. Um, yeah, but she's not the best person. She's well, not. she took issue with all of her siblings. I mean... Charmaine in the book and when Clayton came out and um what was the one with Virginia when she asked for the kidney there was something and then I can't when, remember what when Big Daddy was. died hello there baby yes. sister give me your hug it's a little late for pleasantries Blanche or whatever she says because it's yeah. like damn Big Daddy wanted to see you and you just blew him off because you know what what needs to be done for Blanche or whatever she said it's always about her Virginia call her to She's fuck not out wrong. Virginia mm-hmm. had her fucking number, honey. Now that she ain't need that kidney, she could get buck. But because uh, <laughs> the first time she was like, I don't want to do too much. I need that fucking kidney. But now she mm-hmm. can let her know. And it's true. Virginia would know better than anybody. And yet again, you missed your father's funeral because you doing some stupid shit. She yeah. is out of control. She needs therapy, intense therapy. Mm-hmm. She's uh, not the best person. She's not. I mean, I understand she's been through a lot and a, a family full of secrecy, you know, secret brothers having an affair with Mammy for 40 years. Like Clayton had to hide him being gay. Charlene has, um, uh, what's her name? Is it Charlene? Not Charlene. Charmaine. 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 Yeah, Charmaine uh, with mm-hmm. her tip uterus. And it's just like, they all have so much going on as in comparison to the other girls and their families. And I think that comes with the fact that they were wealthy in, in the South. It's, you know, keeping up appearances. But even being wealthy, I feel like self-awareness is something that you have to teach people mm-hmm. um, as they grow up. Because if you're not taught to be self-aware, you don't know that you're not self-aware until somebody points it out or until you yourself realize it for whatever life situation has presented itself to you. Well, I think that when you come from a place of privilege and you're never held accountable, 
you can't believe it when you finally are like Trump. Like now that he's finally, you know, going to court and stuff. He's like, I can't believe this. I've always done whatever I wanted. What's going on? And he's also a narcissist. But that starts in childhood. Because even with my kids, since I have 18 of them, <laughs> um, I do my best to teach them accountability and self-awareness. So like every... If it's everybody else, it's not everybody else. It's typically the common denominator, which would be you. So if you mm-hmm. if you have a problem with every single person around you, you need to take a step back and look at yourself because you have the problem. Not everybody else has the problem. So I think, you know, that's very important and something that we should teach people because um, being divorced and being back, uh, back out in the dating world for the brief time that I was there before I found the second husband and love of my life, <laughs> uh, a lot of people are not self-aware. Like they just, they're just who they are and they don't realize that that's kind of problematic or you're kind of an asshole. You're kind mm-hmm. of, you kind of suck. People don't really, you know, realize that. So I think that's something that we should definitely teach our children as we grow up and try to point out to our friends if you're a real friend. Like, people who I see outside that just have or do whatever the fuck, like, nobody told you that you look crazy. That's not something that somebody told you. Nobody Everybody's so you. creative. See how different that looks? Everybody, you know looks? what I mean? Like, <laughs> hmm. Okay, um, that's nice. Beautiful I mean, gowns. I, I, I can think of specific people that it's just like, because they're not self-aware and you can't tell them shit, they just go on doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. And maybe, mm-hmm. you know. And making poor life choices and decisions. It sounds like we've been to therapy recently. I appreciate it. <laughs> Just making poor life decisions because you don't realize you're doing stupid shit. So, yeah. And Blanche, mm-hmm. you know, without Dorothy, the one person that's going to tell her about herself, maybe that's yeah. why she got worse. Because she's like, oh, I don't have anybody keeping me in check. Sophia doesn't give a fuck. Rose is an idiot. Mm-hmm. So... I'm just going to do whatever. And she kind of reverted, you know, back to being, you know, a little more problematic. But mm-hmm. in the end, I mean, I guess at least she she would learn her lesson in, in within the 22 minutes of the episode. But yeah, but just, damn, it takes a lot. Like, you got to go through a lot you know? with Blanche. And whew, bless her heart. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. couldn't be me. Any final thoughts, Jessica, <laughs> about Smurfette or anything? <laughs> Not that I can think of. Mm. Well, all right. We really, uh, that took a, took a turn I wasn't You didn't expecting. ask me if I had some final thoughts. I thought those were your final thoughts. No, it was on topic. Okay, what's your final thoughts? Thoughts. Overall, it was a wonderful episode. Um, just to bring awareness to other people um, and their situations and how I feel like the Golden Palace was ahead of its time in some ways, just like the Golden Girls was. So I'd like to see the fact that somebody watching could be like, damn, I wonder, do I act like Rose or do I act like Blanche <laughs> or do I act like a mix of in-between? Do I act like Roland? And just bring in more of the self-awareness to how we treat other people. So I, I think it was a good episode. I agree with that. I, I said to one of my coworkers, because I asked her to watch the episode, and I said, it's, it's complete polar opposite with Rose's approach and Blanche's approach. And I feel like back in the 90s, Blanche's approach was probably more prevalent and Rose yeah. was more progressive. Thanks. Yeah. And I'm Very more well like put. Oliver. So, you know. But, <laughs> <laughs> Not Oliver. Uh, hey, Roland. But I think that, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right that, that, that Blanche was the most common. And so... So maybe they mm. were using her kind of like Archie Bunker of let's show everybody, 
you know, just how stupid you look when you think like this or talk like this and turn it on its head so people can really see, damn, is that how I sound? And they just use, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll put a positive spin. They use Blanche as the vessel to get the message across often about what not to do. And because she's so beloved, it's okay to use her as that example because we know that she's not a horrible person. She just does shitty things sometimes. So you too mm-hmm. can be a horrible person or just somebody that does shitty things sometimes. So, okay, we saved it in the end. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was close. It was very close. Mm-hmm. What were we saying? Oh, yeah. Thank you for listening and stuff. Go ahead. It's okay with that. Okay. As we always say, <laughs> thank you for listening. All right. Thank you for listening. And thank, thank you. Thank you for being a friend. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks Or whomever for... it is that you worship. Right. Or right. maybe don't worship anybody. Or maybe it's Beezlebub. Right. I don't know. Do you, boo. <laughs> Do you. Because we're all mm-hmm. inclusive here at So Good We Named It. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks, Jessica. <laughs> Thanks so much. I will Thank talk you. to you Have later. Have fun on your trip. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Have a golden day. Bye. If you love this podcast, and I mean love this podcast, follow us on all social media, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, we're everywhere. And make sure to give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen. And be sure to check out the So Good We Named It Etsy and catch us live at the Golden Girls Kitchen in Chicago, June 21st and July 19th from 6.30 to 8.30, and you could end up on the show. And as always, thank you for listening and thank you for being. In regards to all the people that keep uh, tweeting me, um, and blowing my spot up, just on a side About note. What? Um, so two things went viral recently. Um, this black guy that I guess plays Michael Jackson on the subway sometimes was, I guess, acting erratically. And this kind of ties into this because he had some mental uh, illness. The This white man who was an ex-Marine put him in a chokehold and he died. Oh, no. From that, and they ruled it as a homicide. It's on camera, and he wasn't armed or anything. He didn't threaten anybody. He just was acting, you know, I guess erratically, and that was him, you know, saving the day. And I responded to the story, and I was just, you know, saying how that's fucked up, and how he just thought he's a vigilante, just policing black folks or whatever. And then there's also the woman. It was a group of uh, black women that were stealing purses out of TJ Maxx, and this big white guy came and like you know, tried to grab him. He didn't work there. And he like threw Uh, on the ground. He's punching her in the face or whatever. And again, I'm like, who put you in charge? You just wanted to beat up some black people. And my mentions and DMs, I've never had this many responses to anything. And it's people, you know, oh, well, uh, how many welfare checks did you get today? Or um, somebody put me on. Racist, that's so racist. (laughs) And white people get the most food stamps anyway. First I wouldn't all, mind the food stamps. I mean, I you know, I pay all my taxes. Give me a little something back. But, but you uh, know what be pissing me off? Like people on videos, when people are stealing from like Walmart or Target or wherever they're stealing from and they're chasing them down in the parking lot. I don't give a fuck if you steal whatever you steal. This is not my shit. I don't care. <laughs> And Just it's don't wreck me into your bullshit. Well. Just take it and go. I don't care. Like, who? I'm not finna, first of all, I'm not finna tackle nobody. I'm not finna chase nobody. I'm not finna run. I'm not gonna do none of it. So if you want to steal 57 turkeys, that's your business. I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck. Not turkeys. Whatever you want to steal. <laughs> turkey, steaks, purses, clothes, shoes, it's not none of my I mean, this woman did have one up under her dress. 
I guess holding it with her that's thighs. That's not your business. You and don't even work here. This is not your stuff. I'm, I'm just not in saying that that's noteworthy that she could hold a turkey between her off. thighs. Because mm. I don't think I could do that. But it, it fell out. <laughs> and then she was like, who threw that turkey at me? But um, <laughs> when I worked at Target, people still stuff all the time. Like this man came in and took a whole bunch of Beats headphones. And we're all just <laughs> looking at him. I'm looking at my supervisor. I'm like, oh, all right. Look at that. Because uh, I don't care. Now, I did, you know, do too much when I worked in retail trying to keep you from stealing because I guess I took Who it personally. Cares? I wouldn't do that. Now, I'm like, I could have got shot. Like, these guys had these Dyson vacuums and I'm grabbing the cart. Like, you ain't taking these. I'm like, nobody's going to help me. They're like, hell no. We no, because why are you that invested in some shit that doesn't belong to you? When I worked uh, at Ross, people stole shit all the time. The scanner was study going off as they going out the door stealing shit. So I just tell security, hey, somebody stole some shit again. Like, write it up. I don't give a fuck. That's not my business. I'm not I losing think my I just took it personally like you think you can do whatever you want in front of me and I don't know why I was invested like that um, before therapy <laughs> and at Walgreens I was really doing too much you know people have like employees have shot uh, people stealing like two times in the past couple of years this has happened and been in the news but these people were mm-hmm. stealing Folgers and like a leave and we <laughs> I told every I was the manager so I told everybody to follow them very inappropriate and i was like okay you go over here you go over there and then i locked the doors to the store doing too much which is uh, against the law probably and we all went up to the front of the store like you know like we were marching on selma or something just blocking the door so they could not get out i don't know where the other customers were if there were people trying to check out and they kept trying to get through and one of my employees got punched in the face all of this Mm. crazy shit I took the lady's for $12. purse. For I took. $12. There was so much going on. I was like, I'll just take this, and I grabbed her purse, and I did not give it back to her, um, which probably shouldn't have done that either. <laughs> you can't do none of this shit. What uh, <laughs> like we could have been killed uh, all over for $12. some some folders and elite, but they would come in all the time. And I was like, oh, I got them this time, and then I, I went through know. her purse. I was looking all in her little address book or whatever i was trying to call invasion people. of privacy <laughs> i found her information and i looked her up in the pharmacy system and i was like oh so this is where she lives again doing a whole lot i should not have been too doing much. Uh, too much. so i say all that to say that's not an appropriate response to try to mm. barricade the door and lock people in a store so they cannot leave. Fire hazard. Probably some fire code violation. Right, yeah. right. Okay. I will, what the hell? Walgreens will never employ me again, I'm sure. But um, <laughs> good times, though. Shout out mm. to everybody at the Fullerton and um, Kimball store, Amy and them. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. anywho, my point was uh, when I responded to these stories, all these racists just kept coming. I would mute the conversations, then they would go respond to other tweets. Or inbox me and you know you can put people on lists on twitter and somebody had a, a dumb n-words list that they put me on and just mm. crazy shit that people have been saying i'm like all this because i said he should not have beat this woman up this man should not have been put in a chokehold till he died that's my controversy right there is just saying that they you know deserve to live and i one reason i mute stuff is because I know me, and now I'm gonna want to dox you, get you swatted. So I'm like, I'm not. I want to do all that. So let I'm me not, just. You have speak to realize it. that people like openly racist people have, in my opinion, 
an intellectual learning disability or an intellectual disability period because when you explain logic and reason to them on the topic of racism and there's they still choose because racism is a choice we aren't born racist it's, it's it's taught and it's a choice and you still choose racism it's something mentally wrong that's not clicking in your brain to make you think that being racist to another group of people is okay I agree. Um, so I don't and like. I, I don't argue with them. I just like respond with the gif or whatever. But of course, none of them are using their real name, and real picture, and because I'm a of course uh, not uh, an, an FBI agent not. on the side. Like I was up the other night. I had a gummy. I was up for like three. I was like, I'm gonna find him. I'm gonna find him, and I did. And like I, this one person, I found his picture, his name, and I was like, oh, next time you tweet me, you should use your photo and your name, Timothy, whatever his name was, and then he didn't say anything else after that. So. That's what I like to do because it shuts them up, but I don't want to devote too much time to that. So I'm like, I don't even want to see it because then I'm going to want to deep dive on your MySpace from eight years ago. So, you know, I just keep muting the conversations. And I like the idea that people are talking and talking and talking to me and I'm not going to see any of it. Um, one of them I did. I didn't mute it. And I was, again, this is, you know, on my gummies. And I scrolled for like 10 minutes. And I was just cracking up because I was like, I ain't reading none of this shit. They typed all these paragraphs. I ain't reading a motherfucking thing. And okay. that, that really tickled me. But, yeah, y'all would never say this to my face. And I, I don't know if, if the goal is to make me feel bad. Unfortunately, this is normal for somebody to mm. tell me to kill myself, you know. Yeah. That so, is so extreme. Right. I'm like, that's a bit much. <laughs> um, so it didn't really it didn't really do anything like that. But um that's you know, at the end of the day, you're Are we traumatized? Because this isn't maybe. bothering me. It like shouldn't, when people talk it crazy, should not like, be oh, normal, but I'm so like sad for you. We grow you up, you know, in the, in this I don't know how old you are, Jessica, but you know, in the social media age, when you grow up with this, it just becomes normal and it's like, eh, you know, whatever. Uh, people say crazy shit, but um, just make sure you follow and, and like and subscribe, you know, um, mm -hmm. make yourself useful. If you're going to be on all my social media, give me some <laughs> some ad revenue. Um, and before that, I was getting dragged for having a blue check. I'm sorry that y'all don't have eight dollars, but I <laughs> it's not so I can feel important because I'm important anyway. But people act like that everybody that gets those blue checks now that they just, you know, love Elon Musk. I don't love him and I do not support him. But y'all are still using Twitter even if you don't have a blue check. So are you supporting him too? I just don't want anybody to be able to pretend to be us and say some crazy shit. And I want to be holding able... Jessica hostage. Sorry. Yeah, we are. But anywho. <laughs> So, uh, volume two, but, um, I tried Jessica. So sorry. Yeah. This, it's all good. You've listened to the show. You know what happened, but <laughs> I want to be able to post long videos, long tweets. I want to be able to edit my tweets. I mean, not that I have to explain myself, but we paid for this in advance. Am I supposed to ask for a refund? Don't be mad. Cause we got a blue check. Be mad. Cause you don't have one. Mm, period. Anyway, I don't know how we got here. We don't, but yeah, stop saying crazy shit to me before I send K over there. Period. Well, Jessica, work. <laughs> uh, she's like, I didn't know I was going to be in a race war. I just wanted to talk about Ted. Um, where can people find you if you want to be found? Maybe you don't. I, I'm actually taking myself off social media a lot. So, okay, so nowhere. Yeah, I feel that. Don't look okay, for yes. Jessica. You will not find Jessica anywhere. Okay. Um, Jessica doesn't exist. This was AI. I do not. Brought to you by ChatGPT. Um <laughs> But yes, thanks for joining. Thank you for actually Thank you for talking. Me. This is fun. And um, yeah, 
as I and Kay and Jessica always we, like to say. You know, we could have just took care of that. Yeah, yeah, that too. All um, right. Where are you? Are you, you you're near Chicago? Oh. oh, me? Yeah. I'm two hours from Chicago. Okay, so you'll be I, at I the Golden in Girls Central Picture. Indiana. Okay. Oh, okay. I went to school near the border of Indiana, so I'm a little familiar with a lot of uh, um, the suburbs and stuff. Shout out to South Lake Mall. What suburbs? You don't know shit besides like South Bend, Miraville, Cherville. What? Gary. Well, Hobart. You know. Uh, Valparaiso, St. John, Munster. Don't do that. Um, But yeah, hopefully, (laughs) hopefully you'll be at the Golden (laughs) Girls Kitchen since it's only two hours away. And you, I am actually going next Saturday, the thirteenth, and then coming back again to see us, right? I will actually be in Michigan then, so that's why I went and going next weekend. Taking a, a five-hour cab ride to Michigan. Okay. I am. Well, um, I've been in an institution, and I'm going to go see my sister. <laughs> well, have fun. Um, well, let us know what the kitchen is like. You might see it before we do. Maybe you can be our Yeah, let us know. I'm so excited. I'm not jealous at all. Mm-hmm.